0: frost had covered everything. It crunched under Lee's feet as he made his way steadily through the woods. He wore his parka, zipped all the way up and the hood pulled over his head. A shamog was around his neck, pulled up to cover his mouth. But still the cold air stung him. It got under his clothes and pried at his injuries. It made his damaged ankle joint ache like an old man and his progress was slow and plodding as he favored these complaining parts. Lee breathed the air slowly as dawn began to break through the wooded landscape. It smelled of the nothingness of frost. All the other smells, the tree bark, the leaves, the moss, had been frozen in place. The air seemed to freeze his sinuses, particularly painful to his broken nose reset but still swollen and probably forever crooked it was the coldest it had been yet maybe around 20 degrees which was not horrible in general but pretty damn cold for north carolina he stopped at the crest of a rise and stood for a moment a tall form thinner than he'd ever been so that his clothes and coat hung loose on him but for all the size he'd lost he was not weak Underneath those loose-fitting clothes, he was battered and scarred, but possessed a wiry sort of strength that came only from endless abuse. He knelt down. His knees cracked threateningly when he did so, the stitches in the gunshot wound on his left side screaming at him. His face showed none of this. His dark eyes were as cold as the air around him. He looked back the way he had come. Over the skeleton trees, he could see Camp Rider rising out of the forest. The walls built up with surprising speed over the course of the last several days. A last-ditch effort to keep the hunters out. Spikes and barbed wire. Like some reverse supermax prison designed in a third-world country. Designed to keep things out instead of in. Lee didn't know how long it would last. They hadn't made contact with the hunters since the assault on Camp Rider, but the threat of them still hung over everything. Worse than the packs. Worse than the hordes. These ones were smarter, faster, stronger. He pulled the shemag down with a gloved hand. Rubbed the beard he had scissored back to a reasonable length the day before. He watched his breath plume out of him, and for a brief moment it obscured his view of Camp Rider and gave him a sense of melancholy that he could not explain. Equal measures of regret and responsibility. You cannot be what you once were. The fog of his breath dissipated and he could see Camp Rider again. Quiet and still in the early morning hours, smoke trails rising from the fires that were keeping people warm. Soon it would be alive again. Soon it would be awake. Because first light was when the people of Camp Ryder would render their judgment on those that had betrayed them, those that had fought for Jerry. The trials had already been held, overseen by a committee of survivors led by Angela. The facts already weighed, the mitigating and the aggravating. Now the only thing left was to dole out the punishment. A soft crunch of leaves behind him, a warm snout nudged his elbow. Lee lifted his arm, put it around Deuce. The dog and the man leaned into each other for a brief moment of warmth. The dog still held his one paw up. Not broken, it had been decided, but probably sprained. He seemed to be getting more movement back into it and was able to put more weight on it than he had before. But it had never slowed the dog down. The dog just kept going, doing what he was supposed to do. You smell anything? Lee asked quietly. The tawny dog looked around as though he understood the question. His pointed ears always erect and alert, scanning like a radar dish. His long, lupine nose constantly working at the air. But Do stayed quiet. Didn't whine. Didn't growl. There were no infected nearby. At least for now. Come on. Lee said as he stood up and began walking again The dog followed his lead